I worked the overnight shift at Rejuvenate Labs. That's right, the same company that makes the Miracle Worker, the Tummy Tucker, and countless other products. Don't get too excited. I'm not an engineer or an executive. I'm just a security guard, paid to watch the servers, make sure the computer doesn't catch on fire, and report burnt-out lights. This is Canada, so I don't have a gun and a bulletproofed vest, and I'm not trained in the fine arts of hand-to-hand combat. Neither is my partner, who has a permanent arch on his back and is well beyond retirement, who makes it a habit of sleeping at his post. Supervisor had enough. He had to let him go, demanded his access card and showed him the door. I was nervous about getting a new partner. What happens if he's a dickhead or a certified jerk? My worries melted when I met Iris. But she started a deadly thread of complications. Okay, space lady, start the show. Greetings to all sentient life forms in the universe. Welcome to Poetic Earthlings, a show that will provoke, inspire, and alter your perception. Here's your host from a remote location south of the 49th parallel, York Campbell. Her wrinkled, free uniform accentuated her delicate shoulders. Her steel toes were polished to perfection. Gold letters were written on her name tag. Raven hair was tightly pulled back. Makeup was minimal with moderate lipstick and slight eyeshadow. Let's just say it was love at first sight. Or was it infatuation? Whatever it was, I had to keep things professional. Show her all the rooms and the detailed reports. She was a quick learner. What took me months, she understood in a second. Her paperwork was proficient. She even worked extra hours without breaking a sweat. Section 7.2 in our security guard handbook states the following employees are forbidden to have intimate relationships i highlighted circled and placed a star on it read it a couple more times trying to find a loophole intimate relationships intimate relationships the policy was pretty cut and dry there's no wiggle room for interpretation And the measly paycheck was also cut and dry, but that's for another story. Despite the draconian measures, we still laughed and talked and got to know each other. I told her stories of my boyhood, from climbing trees, crab apple fights, and breakdance competitions. She took it all in, every detail she remembered, each word that I uttered was sacred. We even completed each other's sentences. But as time went by, I noticed some quirks. For one, I never saw her eat or drink or use the ladies' room. It's not normal or 
maybe I'm abnormal for spying on her. Also, she never yawned or complained of tiredness. Not even once did she badmouth the supervisor. We all badmouth the supervisor. And here's the kicker. She reminds me of my old girlfriend, who also has the same name. Yeah, weird, right? She even resembled her from her dark hair and long legs. It was uncanny. I got together with Levi. Yeah, you remember what I told you about, you know, like, there's the, the council, right? They got this council. They're all over the world. There's, there's only 12 of them. And they operate the shady government. They're all, they're all that's, that's what they do. They, they operate it, man. I'm, I'm telling you. They, they got you, they got all of us hooked, right? They are the puppet masters. They're the ones behind the curtain pulling all of the strings. I've known him before my pubic hair set in, before my voice changed, and before second grade. I was there for his bar mitzvah, best friend at his wedding, and was his shoulder to cry on when his wife left him. Yeah, you know what? And also, what they're doing. I'm telling you, they, they've been doing this for a long time. And, and, and we're allowing them to get away with it. They have their noses in places that you don't even know of. They're in control of all the governments. They're in control of Disney, of Warner Brothers, and, and all of these places. I'm telling you, man, they know exactly what's going on. The bar looked like the Starship Enterprise. Even the staff was dressed for the part. If you're wearing the official Star Trek uniform after 11 p.m., you're guaranteed free beer. That's what the sign hanging from the bar says. I told him about Workplace Iris, or should I say Iris 2.0? I'm still unclear what to call her. There, they're implanting these kind of these chips in, into our heads. Now you may not see them, but but what they're doing is that they're infiltrating the hospitals, right? Before before a woman uh, gives birth, a, a tiny chip goes into the back of the of the of the little baby's head, and that's how they're controlling them. All these little tiny microchips. I'm telling you, that's what they're doing. They they've been talking about this for for a generation now, but now they're finally doing it. Where did you hear that from? That's what they're doing. This is going on. Yeah, you know what? I may even be, I, don't, I may not even be me. I may not even be Levi. I may be somebody else talking to you. I may think that I'm the real McCoy, the real deal, but I'm actually a robot or some kind of a, some kind of computer thing. Yeah, that's probably what's going on. I don't know, man, but their, their hands is, is, is everywhere. Their, their tentacles is all over the place. If you're thinking that Levi had one too many, think again. As long as I've known him, he's never been drunk. He likes going to the sports bars for the ambiance, not for the liquor. He also enjoys a tall glass of conspiracy theories served straight with no ice. 
Well, I, I caught it on some some kind of YouTube. It's not just on YouTube, man. It's, I, I caught it on, on on something called the darker side of the internet. This guy was uh, this guy was talking about some government type of control. You know, it's all over the place, as I said. He once told me that our entire existence is a mere simulation, that we're all part of a sophisticated algorithm. Levi wasn't much help. His ideas sounded like an X-Files episode on steroids. In the meantime, I was falling for Iris. I even picked out a princess cut diamond ring and was about to pop the big question. That's right, the big question. I was called to the supervisor's office. I wonder what I did wrong. I ran through a mental checklist. Was I caught sleeping, screwing up the paperwork, or caught on camera taking pens or a box of staples home? A little bit of a confession time here. Sometimes I do the latter. Being called to the supervisor's office was never a social visit. Mr. Karamshi had a reputation of biting off your head and feeding it to his dogs. He ran the security team like a demagogue or a fascist dictator determined to make our lives miserable. Mr. Karamshi flipped through a stack of papers, took off his glasses, and cleared his throat. He offered me some Tootsie Rolls. No, thank you, sir. Then he offered me a glass of Screaming Eagle. There was something different about him. In fact, everything seemed different. He was less rigid and more carefree. There were family photos on his desk with his lovely wife and beautiful daughters. Motivational quotes from famous people decorated the walls. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. His top button was undone, minus his customary silk tie. It's been two months. What do you think of the new iris? I didn't understand what he was talking about. What does he mean, the new iris? As you know, our company is experiencing cutbacks. Yeah, the dirty word, uh, cutbacks. But we'll get through this. We've been through some hard times before, remember? Remember that recession uh, a while back? Well, Rejuvenate Labs, they, we stood up and we fought. We fought for our employees and, and we got through this. He kept on talking. I knew where this was heading but I didn't expect it to happen to me. It hurts everyone. Uh, no one wants to see it. Security guards were being phased out. Daytime staff was a skeleton crew. No position was secure. His grandpa before him. And from his grandpa, half that grandpa before that grandpa. You, you know where I'm getting at, right? But now we're just going through like a little, like a little something, but we're going to get through this. Just, just trust me on that one. Sir, what do you mean, the new iris? What are you trying to say? Listen here, kid. You know the model, right? Of rejuvenate labs. Everything can be improved. 
And when the company says everything, they mean everything, including me. From there, he touched his left earlobe. His face slid open, revealing flashing lights and wires. Mr. Karamchi? What are you? I stood up, tried to play cool, and darted my eyes for an escape. Iris stood by the only exit. She stared at me through me with her cold, mechanical eyes. The future, my boy. I am the future. Iris, 99% of the staff, and eventually you. Iris 2.0 Written and produced by yours truly, York Campbell Thank you very much for tuning in to the show. Special thank you to Alex from the Time for Your Hobby podcast. I was on a show not too long ago on an interview. Alex is a really neat guy. I, I definitely enjoy his show. He, he interviews people with with hobbies, some strange hobbies, and some not so strange hobbies. Uh, so if you want to catch the interview, I, it's on the show notes. It's also on my website, poeticearthlings.com. Uh, go there and learn a little bit more about me as, as a writer, as a, as a novelist. So go a little bit behind the scenes. So once again, thank you so, so very much, Alex. Also, thank you to the Utopia. Yes. I'm a part of a utopia on Twitter. There's not a lot of them, but I'm a part of the writing community, hashtag writing community. And so thank you. Thank you so much because it was my birthday the other day ago. I posted a picture of myself and, and with a little bit of writing and the community responded. They, they sent me a whole bunch of birthday gifts. When I say gifts, uh, or should I say gifs? But anyways, they sent me a whole bunch of greetings and, I appreciate all of you guys. When you're getting old and when you start to see gray hair, sometimes you don't you don't want to be reminded of your birthday. You know, but but these guys made me feel uh, on top of the world. So so thank you. Also, there's only 3 more episodes to go until season 1 of Poetic Earthling comes to a close and then we're going to be prepared for season 2. So only three more episodes, and I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to Tiffany C. Lewis and Don Newton, and and one more and one more episode to wrap things up. So thank you very much. Speaking about Tiffany C. Lewis, here's what's coming next on the Poetic Earthlings podcast. Saturday night seemed like it would be normal. The weather was tippid 70 degrees, and the night clouds were playing nice with the moon, allowing it to shine over the city. In her bedroom, Emma looked like she was sitting on one of those cool, expensive gaming chairs, you know, the one with the speakers on top near your ears. 
the ones that just sit on the floor in front of the TV, like a chair with no legs. Except Emma was in the air. Her blonde hair was flowing freely, giving her a bit of a straight hair afro. Her sleep shirt, an oversized, distressed beetle tee, was drifting up her torso and her sleep shorts were puffed out like a balloon pants. She was slowly moving towards her guns, slow as a snail. She was trying to lean up from her seated position and float towards the nightstand. The anti-gravity ray was set to negative. 15. So not only was she floating above the bed, she was also being made to move slower. Anti-gravity tech had really come a long way. The gelatinous red and orange being hovering in the doorway wouldn't be able to hold her for long. She was already using her telepathy to bend his tentacles back. He snarled. Emma wasn't sure if it was a mouth or a nose. She didn't have her contacts in, but the slime began to spray as he tried to push her back. To support the show, please go to buymeacoffee slash poetic earthlings. You could give two, three, five dollars per episode per month or as a one-time gift. Yeah, yeah, I'm hip, I'm hip. All the money will be used to produce and record more episodes just like this. And also, do me a huge, huge favor. Tell other people about Poetic Earthlings. That's all you need to do. Just tell somebody else. Just say, you know what? I found this really kooky, really strange, bizarre show that I think you like. Heads up. Only strange, bizarre, kooky, crazy people listen to the show. So if you're one of those kooky, strange, bizarre people, tell somebody else. Get it. Once you do that, go to Twitter. My handle is Poetic Earthling. That's right, Poetic Earthling. And let me know about it. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the show. Remember... Be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon.